All right, welcome everyone's episode. You fucking ruined everything. It's over. We can't. We have to start the whole show over again. Jesus. We have to go out and rewatch the movie. Yeah, we have to rewatch the movie again a third time, fourth time, fourth time. Well, so welcome to the Good, the Bad, the Geeky. This should be episode three sixty four, but if it isn't, well, sorry. I, I don't care. Uh, also, I Deal like how they number things. Yeah, nerds. Yippee. <laughs> uh, we have a great slew of guests on today's episode. Going around the table from me left to right. Uh, sorry, I surprised you with the water drink. That's thing. fine. Yeah, uh, we have. Hi, my name is Eric. Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Travis. And you all know me, so I don't have to say it. But uh, we're going to talk about some of those wars in the stars, in particular Episode 8 of Star Wars The Last Jedi. But before we begin, please be sure to check out Packrat Comics. Visit our show notes for more information or check them out online at packratcomics.com. If you want to throw some love our way and, well, support us and get awesome audiobooks at the same time with over 200,000 titles to choose from, Audible is where it's at. You can sign up for a 30-day trial and a free audiobook of your choice by going to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. They have a, one of the books over there is Stephen Fry reading... Uh, uh, Doyle's Sherlock Holmes collection, which is pretty nice. cool. Um, also, do you like improv? Do you like love? Of course you like love. You're a human being. A human being that thinks, feels, laughs, cries, hurls, and poops. And you love animals because they can also be soft and cuddly. But the most important thing out of all those things I just said there, outside of pooping, because everyone does that, is that human beings, you have the feels. So that means FFN's Date Night 2018 is for you. It's a month or two off, but why not get started off right and get your tickets now? FFN's Date Night 2018 features Mad Lab. I have 17 on there. I almost fucked that up. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> traveled back in time for last year's show. <laughs> I was in that show, though. I was, was one of the guests. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I did not play you, though. No, you... Uh, I played Keith. You played Keith. That's what it was. But and Vicky, Vicky played Sarah. Yeah. And who fucking played me? Uh, I don't. I don't know him. Stout. That well. Stout. Okay. Because you got put in jail for paper I, towels. Uh, yeah. I had one of my little things is my things that drives my wife nuts is I will pull out more paper towels than I need, uh, and then when I'm done, I'll just I'll take care of the plates, but I'll leave the paper towel behind. And it's, and she goes, it's her his tokens of love. Philistine. And uh, <laughs> and, and and so apparently he I, he just he robbed a paper towel building or yeah, something yeah. yeah it was pretty crazy and because i want to give her all the tokens of love um which actually was so something i would do it your love we will do your love life just that accurate that it, that's how accurate it is folks so if you want more information go to madlab.net forward slash tickets.html and the dates are february 8th 9th 10th 14th 16th and 17th showtime start at 8 p.m and uh, again ffn's date night 2018 i think there's three more dates oh is there there was another date in December, but I didn't know if that was right or not from the website. Yeah, I think we could do one more weekend after that, actually. Oh, do you? Well, Nick might have fucked that up. As we find <laughs> out, uh, we'll just... Uh, yeah, 23rd and 24th. 23rd and 20th. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. 23rd and 24th <laughs> as well. my February. Okay. Yeah, 8th, 9th, 10th, 14th, 16th, 17th, 23rd, 24th. <clears throat> and finally, we are proud members of the It's All Been Done Presents Network. And speaking of that network, uh, It's All Been Done Radio Hour is a modern scripted comedy show in the style of old-timey serials and is the flagship of the network. Their next live performance is Saturday, January 13th and February 10th. Admission is $7, $5 for seniors and students. Also come here, me, Jimmy, Nathan, do GBG Live. And that starts around 5.15 or so. Get your tickets at madlab.net forward slash tickets.html. Past episodes are available on the for the podcast. It's all been done anyway, so check them out at iabdpresents.com. All right. I'm going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to get into some spoilers. And let me just start. You know what? If you don't believe me, three, two, one, Luke dies. Fuck you if you didn't hear, heed my <laughs> warning on that. Snoke dies. Yoda shows up. Anything else we should ruin right away for everybody because you're not paying, you know, what the fuck? Um... 
don't know. L- Leia, like Leia uses the force. I think uh, Leia's always used the force. Ray's parents are nobody. It. Oh, we did. Yes. Yes. Ah. Yes. Uh, okay. Ray's parents are nobody. Okay. I love that. I did too. Can we? T- okay. Sorry. Let's talk about this real quickly. Her parents are nobody. I think that that was not part of the plan. I think, but I like it. Well, they said uh, that uh, JJ and Ryan both Did agreed. Talk. Yes. On who, mm. they, they both had the same idea for who her parents were. Okay, that's awesome. Because I'm, I kind of feel like JJ might change in the next one. Oh. I hope it, I, it I fits hope with know. JJ though of having a uh, mystery box that doesn't pay off into something huge though. <laughs> so it which you know what? Let's talk about that a little bit more. And you know what? So here's episode. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, boom. Good, the bad, and the geeky episode. <laughs> the Star Wars: The Last Jedi <laughs> theme song. Hit it. So, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Okay. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so no you spoilers. You haven't seen it, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think you and me have seen it twice. That's true. We have. We have, and I know Travis and Becky have only seen it once. As a matter of fact, I was with them when they saw it the first time. Yes, you were. And then, and then I was in pain the next day when I got up at nine twenty to see it. That was a long day, but. Yeah, Again, uh, eight thirty in the morning with Sean for the second. Ooh. Oh, that's mm. isn't that's it. Then did you? But we saw it the night before, so literally it went, went from okay. ten fifty five showing, sleep. Wake up super early. Star Wars: Last Jedi again. I, I took a day in between. That's see, that was probably good too. Oh, two two days. Two but, days. That less than twelve hours. I mean, that's that's yeah. a lot yeah. of concentrated Star Wars. Yeah. So just to bust out the plot real quick as fast as we can so then we can get it right into the meat of it. Uh, Last Jedi takes up probably about what uh, it feels like a, a few hours to a day, a few days after the last movie. Yeah. And I think that's a piece of contention. That's true. T- oh the, yeah, editing that, wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel. I feel. I feel like that'll be something we can talk about at some point. But yeah. But I the agree. the first order finds out where the rebel base is that was at the end of the Force Awakens, and they're after him to go blow it up. Mm-hmm. And there's some other stuff. But long story short, it's the rebellion side with Poe, Finn, and Leia, and all the other characters. And then it's just Ray with Luke. And then at some point, they diverge upon themselves, and then it becomes a mixture at the end but that's really it's really kind of separated into two f- kind of films almost at the same time yeah yeah two um, and a half almost yeah so with that being said let's just go from there what, what was everyone's general thoughts if okay, so like for Eric and I the first time we saw it mm-hmm. and then for you guys what was the general like vibe when you left the theater good or for ill what was it it was a very busy film I agree with that it was but I liked it I mean I walked out really really happy and trying to I figure out too. where it fit for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still not exactly sure, sure the jostling of my top four Star Wars films, but it's in the top four. Wow, okay. And Becky, what about you? I, I really liked it. I don't know exactly where it falls yeah. in my list of best to worst, mm-hmm. but it's definitely top half. Okay. Maybe top third. Okay. I'm not sure. I need to see it again. No, there's, yeah. There's a, you do. There's a lot, a lot there, a lot to... I'm still... It's, you know, been several days, and I'm still kind of percolating and processing and for me the first time i saw it i walked out like the middle of the film i was like i don't kind of like where this is going 
except for when Luke would show up. And then when Luke would show up, I would just be like, oh, happy place. And then everything else, I was like, I don't really like where this is going, mm-hmm. or I, it just doesn't feel right. And then by the end of it, I was like, sold. Yeah, but I, I feel like there were times, and I think that's the problem of, there were times like on my first viewing where I was waiting for moments that I knew were going to fucking happen because they were in the trailer. Yeah. And I'm like, where is Crate? How do they get to Crate? They're all on a spaceship. Yeah. And so <laughs> also and they're so on it, a spaceship a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like it felt like it took a while. And on my second viewing, I was able to kind of just relax and know it was coming. <laughs> and, 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 it, yeah. and it fixed the pacing for me on a yeah. second viewing. Okay. Because and, and okay. I think the problems I had with it the first time was because I knew things were coming and I wanted to get to them. If, so, if I hadn't seen the previews and didn't know that those other things were coming, I wonder if I'd have a different experience. Yeah, because I will say, for me, even after the second time, my biggest problem with the film is the stuff with Finn and Rose and the Rebellion. Not to say yeah. I don't enjoy it, but the pacing doesn't... It feels a little off. So even though I enjoyed the pacing the second time around, there was just little things. And I also now appreciate why we have to do that. Mm-hmm. So the stuff... Uh, so Rose kind of... So there are kind of multiple themes going on. The biggest theme, though, surprisingly, is about failure. Mm-hmm. Failure is kind of what the whole movie's about, and uh, at least that's what I took from it, because it's about Luke failing uh, Kylo. It's about Kylo failing Snoke. It's about Snoke failing Kylo. It's about the rebellion failing the universe in kind of in a roundabout way, because things never really... It's everyone's failing everybody. And in particular, in the main thrust of things, it's Poe is making poor decisions... He's succeeding but failing at the same time. Or in some cases, Finn and Rose, they just fucking flat out fail. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the short game. In the short game, yeah. In the long game. game, they might have won. Right. Yeah. Well, that and Luke doing their thing at the end, Spawn, that was officially the spark. I would say like they began to, to light it up a little bit, and then Luke f- yeah. was truly the spark at the end of the film. But I didn't catch that till the second time around, because I was like, why are we going back to the little boy again? Fuck the, oh, he used the broom. Ooh. He's yeah. force sensitive. And, and then the second time, I'm like, oh, he, he's the future. Yeah, he's the future. And he's force sweeping. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's force sweeping. <laughs> 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 but I, but it really, yeah, man. And okay, so I'll throw this out here. Fans either love this movie or they hate this movie. Matter of fact, Eric, before you got here, we were kind of talking like there, like there's like a lot of, there's no middle ground. Like I kind of feel like I walked out even the second time. Like I like the film. I don't love it, but it's not like prequel bad either to me. No. To me, but like it's oh yeah, it's nowhere. But it also validates the prequels in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, my wife wants to kind of watch them because she still hasn't seen the prequels. I've <laughs> been. She doesn't need to. I know Ruined. that, but she kind of so wants to. Well, and you know, here's the thing. And. Yeah, was it Slash Film, I think, I read earlier today? Yeah. Pointed out the fact that the prequels were not poorly reviewed. It's only people looking back at them, and you see a lot of the flaws. Like, at the time, people didn't hate them. People hated elements of them, mm. but nobody shit on them as a whole. Well, that's true. Like, the box office continued to just get huge. It's like the Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. Everyone I know that sees a Transformer movie... They continue to go like the movie. The box office keeps getting bigger and bigger. But then everyone's like, "I hate the movie." Well, oh. then why are you people saying? But that's what I'm saying. They Star didn't Wars see is, five. Well, hate watching is a big true. industry. That's so weird, though. I, I feel like I a lot of people hate watch this movie. For I don't a understand. completist, yeah. Like, it, like I had to watch all of the prequels just so that I could see, 
you know, yeah. see what happened. And Although they lost me at midichlorians. I'm still angry, <laughs> angry, angry about that. Well, they kind of, again, that, that's one of the things I thought was really cool. Like, Luke just goes, the Jedi are nothing but failures. I am a failure. Like, and I'm just going like, whoa. And he's like, you want to know what failure is? It's the Jedi Order. We failed to find Sidious, a.k.a. Palpatine. And then by that, it bred my father. And then, and then I had the hubris to think I'm the legend Luke Skywalker. I'm like, oh. He's not wrong. No, you know, not at all. And that's why I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Okay, now here's the other thing, too. A lot of people are pissed about Yoda. Like, they love Yoda. Puppet Yoda back. Yay, yep, Puppet Yoda. Yep. But then they got pissed. It's like, so he can interact with shit? Why didn't he just stop everything from happening? And then also, like, he didn't really stop everything from happening. I was like, but the concept is still the same. Like, through failure, you learn better mm-hmm. things. And Exactly. Oh, like, there's so many things. I love that. That was one of my favorite scenes. Like, I love I, that. I teared. I, I I actually teared up hardcore when you guys. So Becky, Travis, and I saw it mm-hmm. on Friday. I was trying not to cry loudly during the Yoda scene because it was. <laughs> I was. I thought it was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Well, I I I got a little misty. The attitude that he espouses there about the failure. I mean, that I could easily see forming for him as far back as, you know, Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. You know, yes. I think he already felt like the Jedi were failing themselves even at that point. Right. So. I figured there's multiple reasons he went to hide out on Dagobah. Not just, oh, I need to hide because Vader's going to come and kill me. Uh- and I will say this, what people are missing is the fact that Yoda did not interact directly. He manipulated the Force to act. That is mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Which I is, agree with that. Which completely fits within what has been established. He do- doesn't go up and like take the thing from Luke and throw... And really you in know, the grand the scheme of things, thing. he is only proving a point because he didn't really destroy shit. He just destroyed the temple where they were housed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because yeah. as you learn, Ray already had the text. Right. Yep. Yep. So, um, and also, which is, again, this is the theme of the thing. Let the past die. Kill yeah. it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. And so I took that whole scene of Yoda going, yeah, you are the last Jedi, but that's not a bad thing. Like, there will be more Jedi, but it won't be of what we were before, which is we weren't. So does that mean there's a weird, like, uber Jedi where they can do a little bit of both? Like, they are truly balanced with the Force? I, I mean, that's like a concept. I feel like that's where they need to go. I mean... And it, like a Mace Windu? <laughs> with his purple lightsaber? Well... Um, well. <laughs> Was, um, exactly. Remember the, the unfortunately it no longer exists. But was it the Star Wars Legacy Dark Horse comics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were so good. If you ever have a chance, it's like a, a thousand years or something in the future. It's like Luke Skywalker's yeah. great grandson or something. Well, yeah, all that stuff is yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they would also do some of the expanded universe, what, the novel stuff where they would where Mara Jade and yeah. Is it Mara Mara? Yeah. Yeah, but they would do that. They would do the Palpatine clone and mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the twins, which brought balance. Right. Han and Leia's twins, which is, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. What? No, I was like, going. Oh, no, no. Okay, did anyone have problems with Adam Driver in this movie? Because that's a lot of people nope. are shooting over Adam Actually, Driver. Actually, I liked it better than I did in Force Awakens. I, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I, I agree. I mean, he didn't blow me away as in, like, oh, my God. Like, I like Mark Hamill at the end of this movie was like, if this dude doesn't get more fucking acting jobs, I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. He might not want him either because he is more in the voiceover realm now, yeah, yeah. really, and successful at it. And he doesn't need to... I don't feel he's got that Star Wars money again, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, really, at the end of the day, like if the dude wanted more acting jobs and he doesn't get more acting jobs after this movie, to me, like it's a goddamn crime. Did yeah. you see his uh, how he basically went full on Harrison Ford in like the interviews for the movie? Oh, it, it was beautiful. Anytime he does Harrison Ford, tell, tell us something about the movie, Mark. It's longer. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He, was, he was giving like the worst information to, to people. Well, it's because he can't. Oh, no. he, he, his role is actually anything he talks about is spoiler. Uh, which, yeah. which is beautiful, yeah. the fact that he was going straight up Harrison Ford. Well, I thought you were actually people. talking about his impression of Harrison Ford, yeah. which is oh. also legendary. Oh, yeah. Which is because he talked about it was on Graham Norton's show. It was like him, Gwendolyn Christie, John Bayega, and then uh, and Daisy. I can't think of her last name. Ridley. 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 Daisy Ridley. And they're sitting there talking, and he's like, how do you guys all keep secrets? And she's like, Mark has a great one, which is, back then we didn't have the internet, but so it was way harder. And, and apparently, Krishner came up, and he's like, only George Lucas and I know this, so if it leaks, we know it was you, which is, we're going to dub over this line, which is the line originally was, Obi-Wan killed your father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, it's like, no. And so they played the whole scene. He's like, we're just going to li- overdub that with, Luke, I am your father. And so he's like, oh no, I talk in my sleep, I do all kinds of stuff. And he's like, you know, if you tell Carrie, you tell the world. So he can't tell, <laughs> he can't, he can't tell his wife, he didn't tell anybody. And Harrison Ford apparently thought like they were close enough that he would tell him. Mm-hmm. And at the, after the premiere of Empire, he's like, fuck kid, you didn't. You didn't fucking tell me that. And then and then he goes, uh, he's like, You do Harrison Ford, does he like it? And he's like, I fucking sound nothing like that, Mark. Like yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. I, I'm not doing it any justice, but he does a really good Harrison Ford. So that's why I thought you were saying at first. No. But but no, but he has. Like I watched it because I like some of the just see Mark work as impress mode is, oh, yeah. is epic because he kind of trolls fans too he does mm-hmm. but yeah. he kind of has to which is like <laughs> and Ted Cruz yeah <laughs> yeah so he's, he's just like Mark uh, like Gwyneth and Christie starts talking about Captain Phasma he, she almost ruins that she dies or something you know or something something we don't know if she's dead she probably is dead but we don't know because we thought she be died dead. in the last movie Should for be, God's but... sake well in the comic that was really easily explained was that the trash the attack, the wall, no the wall got blown out from oh. the attack Mm. So she oh, okay. walked out. <laughs> it's like, of course, it's, like, it's pretty simple. It's like, oh, oh, well, sure. That's, that's you a... are under attack. Things are going to be collapsing. collapsing. That makes sense. But she almost ruined like some major part. I, like her and Finn, like the wall fell underneath her, and he just interrupted. He's like, but helmets are an amazing thing about foreshadowing and about character, and saves her <laughs> from it. And then and Boyega and the girl who plays Rose are kind of like, no, no, no tell us more about whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but you know. It was just really, he just completely did a, and he's like, no, it's fascinating about, about helmets and how visages and all that go ahead. Like, <laughs> mm. I was like, wow, Mark, he saved her there a little bit. <laughs> but, but yeah, but I, I thought Mark Hamill was amazing. I thought Adam Driver wasn't horrible. Uh, I liked him. I thought he did yeah. a good job. I, again, I liked, as Travis said, I liked him this time around way better than the first time. And I, th- I thought he was doing a good job, too, of, of still subtly dealing with his wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was—he wasn't like Pierce Brosnan hurt acting, or hmm. <laughs> yeah. You ever watch, you know, Brosnan's Bond when he's like in pain? It's just so much pain. Yeah, it's mm. fantastic. I love, <laughs> but but I mean, it—it's like subtle in the fact that it's like, oh crap, he's still got that limp. Hmm. It's like that's right, he got shot in like yeah. the. Yeah, abdomen and how things. I I will say maybe it took me out of it and it wasn't the movie's fault. But my one friend Nathan, I don't know if you guys even heard it. He was making yeah. comments throughout the movie. No, I didn't. Oh, thank God. When Driver, it was in the ones. I mean, I guess out of context, it and if you just take the performance out of context, it sounds cheesy. But in that final battle on crate, when he confronts Luke, the first thing he starts screaming. I don't remember what it was, but Nathan's like, Fire "Oh my God." That's so stupid and cheesy. Like, I was like, shut the 
fuck up, dude. I am trying to enjoy the movie. It took me out for a second, and I was like, that is kind of cheesy. Again, out of context. Yeah. And con- I, the second time, I was like, this is amazing. Like, wonderful performances between the two of them. Well, especially when, when you realize the history between them about the fact that, from his perspective, Luke tried to kill him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now... Do you all now? They don't. They didn't say it in the movie officially, but do you think that was their way of saying things are always different from a certain point of view? Like, we're, like the showing point of view. Yeah, yeah. You're point of view. Not saying perhaps that is the one of three Kurosawa movies they reference with Rashomon. Are you? Because uh, there's yes. Ra- there's Rashomon, Ryan, and Seven Samurai all in this one. I yes, that is what I meant by that. That's what I thought. <laughs> because you have the three points of view of the truth. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Well, I was mm-hmm. just going like, because that's a big line. Mm-hmm. What Lucas said, and I'm surprised I'm saying this, <coughs> Lucas always says in all the films, even the bad one, like people don't like the prequels and even the original, there's rhyme and reason to everything that's happening. It's like a poem. Mm-hmm. And so like you hear constant reoccurring rhymes themes, which is, I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Um, Do you know who says that in this film? BB-8. Yep. It took me the second time to see it, but BB-8 yep. says it. It's during the fight at the beginning with yep. uh, Poe, because he's beeping and I was like I, in my head I was just like because half the time I'm like I don't know what the fuck the droids are saying mm-hmm. yeah. except for C-3PO and R2-D2 I just know that fucking droid is cussing at <laughs> yeah. C-3PO and at this point he's like watch your language I was like yep. yay but yeah uh, BB-8 said the one thing I'll point in Poe responds to him of like, of like don't worry buddy we got this <laughs> yeah yeah and then but but there's also the line too uh, which was, I think was in A New Hope but was kind of rebuilt upon things are always different from a certain point mm-hmm. of view um, and I think Yoda says it again, doesn't it? Is it Jedi or I thought I thought someone else said it, it again. It was Obi Wan and Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was Obi Wan and Jedi that said yeah. it. Yeah. For some reason, I thought he that said it sense. in New Hope, though, or something. But what he told ex- you was true, from a certain, certain point, point of view. From a certain point of view. There it is. Wow, there, there, <laughs> Jesus, that's pretty good. <laughs> like you, you crushed that, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Star Wars, uh, Obi Wan, take tryouts, <laughs> go. No, <laughs> but I, I thought, I thought uh, that was a neat way of what they, because they actually showed what Ray thinks happened from the way Luke told her. We see Kylo's, and then we see Luke's perspective of it, yeah. which mm-hmm. I thought was really, which as I think Rashomon, which was again really mm-hmm. cool, and also I didn't catch it the second time, but how Luke looks at the end I already knew Luke looked a little different yeah but Luke looks yeah. how Kylo remembers him yep. being yeah which and that's because he has the he looks like Return of the Jedi Luke but just with a beard yeah. yeah and still looks nice and thin and and he isn't leaving any footprints I caught yeah. that right away I caught that right away too yeah. and I'm like why isn't he leaving footprints he's not touching him why isn't he atta- why isn't he blocking with his saber oh my god and yeah. why did he have a blue lightsaber because that that's what Kylo, Kylo remembered. Is, yeah, but he had a green one when he tried to kill him. That's mm-hmm. true, but again, it's I took that as another clue to the audience. Like, if you're not yeah. Cat, yeah. paying attention to that, you saw the lightsaber destroyed. Right. Yeah. This is the very clear like the hint to the audience. Now, outside of that, in terms of why he chose that for Kylo, maybe it's also because it was his first lightsaber mm. for him, which was his father's. Which Kylo yeah. would probably also now, again. This is me trying to put subsects into the movie that was yeah. probably not there. That's a good actual mm-hmm. question. But for me, I would be like, well, that's actually cement. I was like, oh, that's Ray's lightsaber and it got yeah. broken yeah. during the battle between her and, and like, I kind of wanted it to be the green one as well. but Oh, I mean, yeah. But, but, the blue one was Anakin's originally. And since, right. I mean, uh, Kylo Ren worships Darth Vader, yeah. like there's kind of that yeah. layer too. 
Right. But, oh, man, that was just so... I mean, and, and the, the weird thing they did with the AT-ATs, mm-hmm. where they made them look like gorillas almost yeah. with the weird the blast shields on the legs. So they that's could brace a, themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when they were... That, that, that takes care of, like, the, the wobbly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which... Um, now, did anyone have problems with the hyperdrive stuff where they were tracking via hyperdrive? Um, I mean, it seemed very Battlestar Galactica to me. Okay. Well, oh, okay. I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah, that was from the. But the seed for that was planted in Rogue One. In Rogue One. When they're going through the list of all the things they have. Like Black Saber, which is in Rebels. And then. And see, I thought it was a throwaway line. What was. Tracking through hyperspace, I think, is what was that. Uh, project called it was part of the Tarkin initiative oh yeah but I can't remember which which one now did anyone have a problem with uh, again well here's my only problem with the hyperspace yeah the next movie they need to have found a way to block it oh I agree because otherwise that breaks the structure if you can always track someone through hyperspace unless the only prototype for it was on Snoke's ship right which is what they thought well no because they said it could transfer to any lead ship Hmm. Oh, okay. oh, right. So that's why it was imperative that they just needed to get it the hell away so they can't figure right. out where they so are. Instead of blowing it up. Right. And if we may, we don't have to do it now, but at some point, can we talk Snoke? Can we talk no, about that? No, yeah, no, I, I definitely. Uh, well, I mean, I feel we like have a motion on the floor for Snoke. Yeah, motion <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> any, any, any uh, second? <laughs> motion passes. Okay. <laughs> motion passes. All right, well, this is your initiative, sir. Uh, you lead us. I guess that... My initial volley is WTF, honestly. Okay, so you are probably not a proponently fan, a fan of the proponent that Snoke got taken care of. Well, I don't know if I'm a proponent or in... You're for or against. You you just feel very... You it's just not like sure how you feel. set that up for what exactly? That's well, my issue with here's, that. Mm, here, I have here, another here's, thought on that. Here's why it bothers me less and less the more I think about it. Mm-hmm. It did... I mean, my... Back lizard brain. I want to know where the first order came from. I want to know how this yeah. is formed. I, I, yeah. I do, and mostly it's because of um, the aftermath books and mm-hmm. uh, the Battlefront game and stuff. All leads up to a certain point with Project Resurrection and how they're creating the first order. Yeah. But then it just stops when they get to the uncharted, you know, areas and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I want to know that, but it doesn't bother me because I feel like it's a that was only a mystery box for us. Everyone else in that universe, it wasn't a mystery to them who Snoke was. Mm-hmm. So that's why it doesn't bother me. Like to Ridley, who gives a shit? Wait, for, I'm sorry, to Ray, you know, it's like who gives a shit who Snoke is? Yeah, because the First Order came up. It came through this thing. It's not a mystery to her if it ties into somebody else that she doesn't know who the shit Darth Plagueis the Wise is or something. You know, she doesn't care. So. Yeah. To me, it's like it didn't bother me in context of the film. As an audience member, I still want to know. But as far as the characters go, it wasn't a mystery to them, so it didn't bother me. Uh, and one thing I, I loved yeah. about uh, when he got the uh, lightsaber straight through him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you notice it also left his hand on the throne? So we had a hand cut off. Yes. In Star Wars again. Nice. Yeah, it was very, yeah, because yeah, he was going <laughs> leaning forward. And yep, there yeah. hands left. Well, okay, so this kind of goes into the whole complaint, if I have a complaint with the movie, which is I feel like J.J. Abrams set up a bunch of shit, which he's always good at doing and Mm -hmm. never paying off, but usually he is still somehow kind of tied to it outside of, 
You know what I mean? He's a or, producer. He's a producer, but like not like Lost with executive producing, where he just walks away and it's like, "What are you guys doing for the end?" Oh yeah, that sounds great. Go go for mm. it. Or Alias with multiple. I think he had a literal puzzle mystery box in Alias. <laughs> yeah. Plus That's a time so... jump where he let someone else figure out. Mm. Right. So I and I feel like he walked away. So then Re- Ryan came in. Star Trek. Very Klingons. Go. And very, but he very <laughs> honestly, Ryan was like, you know what? I don't like what you and Lawrence and JJ kind of, I don't like what you set up, so I'm just going to completely rewrite it. And then they just happened to like everything he did, and they made the movie. So my question is, is that, did Snoke survive that originally? Because I feel like in the perfect, now granted, I thought it was a nice callback to Yoda, you know, when Luke met Yoda for the first time, but it goes into that first scene. And it's really the first clue that everything is not going to go the way you think it is, which ties into this, which is she hands the lightsaber to him, and he just is like throws it over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I felt like that's what Ryan did to J.J. Abrams. Everything he set up, <laughs> including Snoke. I feel they yeah. came, because after I saw that, I was like, oh, I think he's going to fucking kill Snoke. Killed Snoke. <laughs> well, fuck. I mean, that was great scene. I loved it. But I, what the fuck was that all? But, fuck. And at the same point, though, I was, like, I was like, really, the only way they can get out of this is if they kill Snoke, and they're not going to, oh, shit, he's going to kill Snoke. Was, yeah. Was, yeah. Which, which makes sense, because doesn't... And it has hints of Return of the Jedi a little mm-hmm. bit in there too, which is nice. Is it is it the prequel trilogies where they talk about like with the Sith? There's always a, two, two. Mm-hmm. There's always two, and usually one betrays the other. Yeah, oh, yeah. like that's how they move. They up. confirm it's, that they they hint at it, and I think in Jedi, like because they, mm-hmm. they make first nod to it as an Empire, but they officially say it in Jedi when I think he's being walked up on on Endor. Yeah. He's like. Uh, there are always two. Is like uh, join me. You will you will kneel before the emperor. He's like, no, I won't. I'm a Jedi like my father before me, and blah blah blah. But I feel like it ties into that though, because I feel like the whole movie is kind of set up that way. Everything that you were expecting from you not have hints at, like little morsels at. Ryan was just like, eh, that's not what I want to fucking do. We're just gonna go over here, cause fuck that. I kind of felt like that's what he did. Not not literally, but it felt I, like that. I felt like every time he did that, though, it built a character. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just to zag for no point, because it makes yeah. Kylo Ren a lot more interesting. It, yeah. Now. It does, but it, the problem is that, and again, but it ties into it. It's somebody's fault, and it might be more JJ's, mm-hmm. or the fact that Kathleen Kenny let things happen how they happened. But like, you're setting up. Look, I love Lost like the next person, mm-hmm. but they set up too, so many mysteries they didn't pay off. And I feel it's the same way here, which is. I want to know what Snoke's background is too, and, they, and it's not like the Emperor was in the original saga. You could say that he was, but like the Emperor wasn't really there in Episode Four. Vader was. Vader was your face. Then you see one scene of him well, only. They reference the Emperor. They mm-hmm. reference him, but yeah. you don't. That's what I'm saying. But like Snoke is a presence, and they introduce him, and then it creates the question of, well, what the hell is he? And yeah. that's my problem. Like, if this was the, if Force Awakens was the middle movie, and then you killed him off at the beginning of what, a, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a, I agree with Chad. It's it's a weird thing. Like, I enjoyed the scene. It builds Kylo up wonderfully. But I feel like then why did you set him up that way yeah. in Force Awakens? Which goes into I think Ryan was just like, yeah. I'm going to do my own thing. I've been reading a little bit about this, and it's, I mean, it, as you can imagine, it's a source of, it's one of the hotly contested things yes, about the friggin' movie. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I sort Very of fall so. on the, w, like I said, I fall on the what the fuck side of it, but there was a thing that I read saying that, sort of to what you were saying, is that as much as failure and as much as some of these other things, uh, Luke's line of this isn't going to go the way you think could yes. be, like, stamped <laughs> on this movie yes. as a theme. Yes, yes. 
every single character in yeah. that scene every single character it goes differently Ray doesn't get Kylo to turn. Kylo yeah, doesn't get Ray, Ray to, to turn, turn. And Snoke doesn't yeah. live. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, they spent half the movie basically taking it along lines that were familiar, and then they threw a big monkey wrench into the middle of it. That's nice and everything, but why did you waste my first half of that movie on that, you know? I mean, couldn't you have done it from the beginning? Couldn't you have made an entirely different movie that went in a different direction instead of, you know, taking what J.J. Abrams did and in real time rip it to shreds? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's I think that's the problem. I think that people don't like with the movie. Maybe that's what it is, that they feel like things that were set up in the last movie, they're not, I don't know. Like, again, I like that it happened, but I still kind of feel like, well, why? I, I, I don't know. put the blame on fandom. Yeah, I did see that one video you posted from was it Bob the yeah. in Bob we trust. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, which I, I I don't disagree. That's what I'm saying. I I'm in this weird place where I don't disagree with I, it. I think but. I saw at least 15 articles from sites trolling for for clicks on their Snoke theories in the mm -hmm. last <laughs> two years. Like everybody yep. was using. Who could Snoke be to get web traffic and building this thing up and building this thing up so much where no one ever said, like, even Snoke, um, I feel like Ray was definitely a mystery box, but mm -hmm. with Snoke, they never said it's a mystery who Snoke is. We made it a mystery. That is true. I feel like, the, the I, now that being said, I still want to know how the First Order formed. Yeah. But Snoke was never set up as a mystery in the movies. It was a mystery for the fans because we felt like there needed to be a twist because Vader was Luke's father, so now we're always looking for that shit. And also, if right. Palpatine was the last Darth Sith, and so was Vader by that matter, then where the hell did Snoke come yeah. from? Right. I mean, just from a simple narrative structure, just from like continuity's sake, not just not just from fandom. I mean, I mean, fans can be annoying, and you know, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, but. I mean, just just for simple story structure, it just it just seems to yeah, fail. The the writer the writer in me does kind of agree with that. Now it could now if the third one, if now Kylo's in charge and he has to figure out how to run this ship, if he goes to you know the uncharted regions to where Snoke is from to yeah. learn how this is put together or something on like his own like dark side journey, and we kind of figure it out that way, I think that could still. Someone pay off. Someone... I also want to know, like, how Snoke turned Ben Solo. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. I would like um, to see that too. That was one of the things that was very interesting that they did establish about Snoke is that he ha does have some. I mean, his powers are not Jedi; they're not Sith; they're telepathic. He is he himself is not a Sith, right? Yeah. So the way he did that was entirely outside of the system. He reminds me a lot of like the Night Sisters. Um, what's the Night Sisters? Uh, from uh, Rebels, Clone Wars. Oh, uh, they're the on the planet of the Sith, right? They're the, they guard the they're, they're the ones artifacts who the uh, trained Maul, hmm. right? Okay, uh, where I they are about. a race that can manipulate the Force, but they're not <laughs> Sith. Mm -hmm. They are uh, Force witches uh, called the Night Sisters, and the Queen of the Night Sisters was Maul's mother. Who gave him to uh, Darth Sidious to train as a boy, or actually yeah. he took him? It kind of along those lines. It's it kind of reminds me in the Thrawn trilogy those creatures on that planet that could that were force resistant or that you could be used as a shield against the force. Right. Or you've got like in the future ones though, what the Yukon Voth or whatever they're, they're called over the uh -huh. I can't think of the aliens in, <clears throat> invaders. 
Well, don't they? Don't they put? The, uh, have you been? Have you watched Rebels? Any? I feel like they've made like hints of those. Like those were the little mm-hmm. wolf yeah, rabbit things hints. on the. Where? Where's? Oh Jesus! I can't remember. On What's the, the leak? Little fall. The fall. Yeah. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I completely forgot everyone but Sabine. I forgot everyone's. Because there's a lot of people saying Hodo the general. Is it Hodo? Hodo. Uh, Hodo. Hodo. Yeah. The only thing, the reason why fans would find her acceptable is if that's Sabine in disguise, like as like in, in an alias. I know it's not, because no. um, she's in the books as growing up with Leia. So, <laughs> a lot of uh, kind of ducktail back into the hyperspace thing. A lot of people were pissed at that too, which is like, why had that never been done before? And I was like, because well, it was new technology. They were in the process of creating. Well, it. no hyperspace oh, though the... has been around for a while. Well, hyperspace has, but tracking. Well, I think. It's probably a As rare a situation right. where you had yeah. a flagship that you could do that with. Yeah. I mean, because if I'm not mistaken, isn't there one? There's, I know, one other instance somewhere in Star Wars lore. I can't remember where, where someone did that with like an A-wing or something. Yeah, and took out like one, one like, ship. like yeah, one star destroyer uh, by t- by going through the bridge at hyper speed. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, <laughs> that but, and that was some beautiful filming because yes. and oh, every. God. Because ours, we, everyone was just like, because even Nathan, who I feel was not enjoying the movie just because he's weird, he, like, literally when that happened, he, everyone was just like, and then it was like, and wow. he was like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. And and same thing happened when I saw the next day. Like, yeah. everyone, like, was like, oh, you could just hear them yeah. gasp. It was, it was so beautiful. It was it probably was some amazing. of the best filmmaking Although in Star Wars. It's a badass. That's a bad For bitch. doing that. Okay, yeah. now. Yeah. Bad bitch. With that being yeah. said, do we have all preferred if it might have been General Akbar, And that would have been a better death for Akbar Because, and again, I think that might be the fandom. Because my first thing was yeah. like, did Akbar just bite it like that? That's <laughs> shitty. Like, we were watching, I was like, that's oh, yeah. shitty way that to go. That was not okay. Yeah. Not, not okay. okay. It was a trap. <laughs> they didn't have the, yeah. But the second time, I was just like, that's still a punk ass way to go, and I was like, I kind of wish Akbar went that way instead. No offense to Laura Dern, I thought she did a good yeah. job, um, and I like the idea that there's a little bit more for Leia to kind of see. But I felt yeah. like it, you wouldn't have had to have built upon it more, or well, or maybe that was the whole thing. Poe is being kind of sexist that could he you... doesn't trust Leia, and he's not listening to Hoda. You know, he's not right. listening to her. To be fair, we don't know exactly what, if any, sex Akbar actually is, but I don't think you could really see him yeah. like. Mutiny, uh, mutinying against him. No one's lifted the flap. No. <laughs> no. I assume he has a flap. Yeah. No, I, I don't it's think Poe would have. It's a flap. It's a flap. There it is. <laughs> I, like, uh, I, I lobbed that flat. thing up. Sorry. I lobbed that. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I just decided to stare at it for a bit, and I was like, "It's a, it's a flap. It's a flap." Someone should say that. Oh yeah, go, go. Uh. <laughs> So, but, <laughs> but I, I kind of took that too. For me, it was like, not only did Poe fail, which again, it's mm-hmm. the theme, but I also kind of felt like he was, I, I, part of me wondered if it was just because like he respects Leia, but at the same time, I feel it was like, it, to me, it came off a little sex, especially after she got put into power and he just refused to listen to her. And I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he'd been demoted. He yeah. was used to being in the inner circle. And then suddenly he wasn't anymore. Which, and it's this woman and he doesn't know who she is. And she has purple hair. I also feel like Poe probably feels like he can get away with it with Leia because of Han. She's used yeah. it. And, and th- that, that's another thing too. Like going back through all the movies, the only person who making a rash decision actually works out for is Han. Yes. Yep. Every other person that rushes into a decision just 
fucks things up. Yep. But well, Han, it doesn't really always work out for him, but he's the one who takes the consequences well, for it. It's not yeah, everybody else. Well, yeah, well, and he finds a way to somehow make it work. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, that was something else. So, like, the thing that just really irked me was, uh, like, I appreciate... Let's get to what with the casino on Binto? No. What Canto Bite. Canto, Canto Bite. Space Morocco. Space Morocco, yes. Yes. With Justin uh, Thoreau. With uh <laughs> someone said it Justin was, Thoreau that worked that Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I like I remember when I saw it, I was like, Oh sweet, it's a new uh, Moss Eisley kind of. And then mm-hmm. as it kept going on, well, I mean, just when you first open the door, you see all the different aliens or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I always loved that part of Star Wars. Same and here. I felt like, especially with The Force Awakens, because I feel like in the prequels, it just felt fake. Yeah. And well, because these were practical. Well, so a lot of these many were of them practical. were practical. And so I guess for me, I was just like, it's that excitement for a second. And then I realized that for me, the pacing started to get a little off and whatnot. And you said there were 220 practical creatures in this film, insane. which is almost double what huh. JJ had. Wow. Yeah. Of course, thirty of those did, were the porks. Did anyone? <laughs> did anyone hate the Jedi nurses, as I like to call them? I loved them. I actually thought they were very much in line of the old I school Star Wars them. humor. The Jedi nurses. Yeah, they, the caretakers. They, they, the caretakers oh. of the temple. Like, <laughs> they barely registered, as you can tell. Yeah. Sorry, I yeah. hated I Ray. Them. Every time she <laughs> would do something, <laughs> yeah. I would but just... I thought that was very much like a George Lucasian uh, like alien species joke like very mime which is yeah. like it really was a moment of, of lightness in what was otherwise a yeah. really kind of a depressing movie everybody's yeah. failing it's so much fail oh my god the fails are but, everywhere uh, going back to Canto Bite though yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes and since we derailed you uh, no it's okay <laughs> I, I just took you off the track I so understand the point of why ultimately that was there but I felt there could have been a way to make that just pop a little faster, and I don't... I thought about that. Like, Here, Here's the thing. like I love the Canto Bite thing. I feel like it should have been maybe like a little bit more disparity of like the 1% and the slave, the indentured, as it is in the book. Because yes. I, I did read the book. Those hmm. People become basically have to sell their kids into indenturement because they're broke in the casino. Which um, would also... That could tie into Finn right. a little bit, too. Right. But I felt like they were kind of, I don't know, like... Newsy poor, <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense, no, it actually does. Kind of. It's a hard life carrying the. Uh, it, no, it's yeah. The so they're wearing designer rags. Right. Yeah. 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 That's it's like very true. So. I, oh my god! Um, I can't get it out of my head. So <laughs> that's, that's gonna bother me. Every time. I'm sorry. It's like you fucking sing, you little newsy assholes. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if they could they, that section, I wonder. Because the first cut of the movie was three hours. Yeah. And there's so much promotional stuff mm. between books, toys, and everything that came out of Canto Bite that I wonder if that was bigger initially. Jesus so, Christ. God. Well, well, here's my point. If they added more to that of them searching and actually going through the town, I would be on board. Like, if you were to add, let's, let's say, take a minute out of mm. the, the, the farthings running away trim that to about half yeah move that to the front of that scene to where they're searching through the casino and like they're being chased by the cops in the casino and they're having to dodge things out they're having to yeah they're like having to you know grab a hat for a disguise or something kind of more most easily ish of like you know hide out in a booth kind of thing yeah like i would i feel like that could have fixed that a bit well maybe and this is to maybe why they cut that down a bit is 
and, and this goes back to sort of a wider thing, the, the whole scene really ultimately only serves as an example of Poe's poor life choices. And uh, in a way, and and Finn. but and yes. Finn's though too, because Finn, Finn and Rose both agree to take Benicio del Toro's character. That is true. Um, instead of instead going of, back for the actual, co-breaker. yeah, and and it basically shows. Well, they didn't really have much of a choice at that point. He came and got. Yeah, yeah. that is true. But it also, I mean, basically that was to solidify Finn as no longer wanting to run away. Mm-hmm. That well, I don't force the end of his man, arc. See, I had a problem with Finn. I didn't think he was running away. I really I don't. I mean, no. the way his dialogue well, came off is like he really was trying to go get Ray because, right. in his yeah. mind, in he my wasn't mind, coming back though. I think he would have come back with Ray. No, I think because he I, would have. Uh, yeah, ran off to saying, protect Ray, protect which Ray. she would have not have needed and probably beaten him about the head. She would have dragged him oh, yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. no, no I, agree. We are I agree. going back. Okay, so interesting little. Since we're all talking about this now, I feel that Rose's whole point in the movie. And this is, and I feel bad because she then thus would fail the turning test if this is correct. I feel that she is there to distract Finn from Ray and vice versa. Because I felt their chemistry was so good in Force Awakens that there was a spark there. Like maybe it's just one sided from Finn's side, mm-hmm. but then at the end of it, she looks at Finn and Finn is just all about her. And there's almost like a, a maybe I took Daisy's acting choice of that she's kind of sad that Finn has, is he's worried about I her. So too. And and then it's just like, did you feel? And then she changes it to Luke because Leia sits down. And I don't. But and then you have that moment of they show that other shot too of Finn just leaning up to like, oh God, what what did I do to? I took it as what did I do to get her to fall in love with me? And I don't feel that way. Mm. Ryan does a much better job than JJ when it comes to actually building romantic tension. Yeah, well, the, the, the tension sex, in the first movie, tension. in my opinion, was just pure their chemistry as actors. Yeah. I don't think it was so. Even JJ had no intention of doing that. Their chemistry just mm. did that. Um, this one, I didn't really feel the chemistry between Rose and Finn. Mm. I felt it was kind of well, that's because it was one way. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I kind of go back into. I feel it's one way. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree with that. And it, it could lead to her emotional distress in the third film, which is she is torn between. Yeah. You know, well, I don't think Finn felt that way, or even realized she felt that way until she kissed him. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. Because, you know, when you're running for your life the whole time, the last thing you're thinking about is, hey, that chick's kind of hot. Hmm. Well, I guess as a writer, because, again, we all are creative people. Mm-hmm. When we watch these movies, like, which this movie completely fucked us on, which is they're going to do this and then that, and didn't do fucking do any of that. It's like they're going <laughs> to do why I loved it. Well, I, it's I, so, I, it's so hard me, for me to be surprised sometimes. And yeah, that's especially in a movie like this. Yeah, with Force Awakens, I'm like, oh, they're going to do this part, aren't they? Well, I bet Han Solo's going to die in the next 10 minutes. Yep. And so, okay. like, well, so I guess that's my thing is that when I look at that, my thing is like, well, why is Finn alive? I don't see any point creatively for why Finn would still be here. Mm. Um, and I hate to say that because, matter of fact, I thought that was a boss way for Finn to have gone. But it would have been, which again, it would have been another failure because he has failed to learn what Poe... Well learned at the beginning of the movie which oh, is your self-sacrifice does fucking shit they're still going to get attacked by the ATATs, and they're still going to lose casualties right mm-hmm. so it's Speaking a of failure did those but, gifts take out anybody i don't think so themselves mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like i don't think they even took down a single tie till the yeah. falcon came in i don't think so yeah oh how the fuck did ray get back on the falcon Ooh. what do you mean how did she get the fuck back on the falcon well, she was on the island no 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 
No, no, I'm talking about after oh, she fucked Kylo. That was a bit of a. Oh, they, a again, cut jump. they made the cut. She took Snoke's shuttle. That's what um, when uh, Kylo gets up, he goes, he said, "What happened?" He goes, "The girl killed her." And he goes, "He goes, where is she?" And he goes, "She took the Supreme Leader's shuttle." And then she goes, "The Supreme oh, Leader's dead." Oh, and so yeah. That's what started that. Okay. Well, all of that okay. sort of happened, you know, in the in between cuts, I think. Yeah. Which okay. is why it was so. Okay, maybe it took up. me a second because I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute, yeah, because yeah, she that was, was back on the when you got uh, okay. Hawks's well, mustache well, twirling." I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. The Supreme Leader, shut up! Could you like just say Harry Potter a few more times? Yeah, I love the fact that when Kylo's down, how he's trying to reach for his gun to to kill him. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that's nice. Subtle, like just take him out now. Everybody wants to kill Kylo. Well, and and here's the thing: I I love Hux too because in the books, Phasma assassinated Hux's father Father. for him. Hmm. Uh, Because Hux's father was uh, one of the founders of the First Order. Is Mm -hmm. that why she has the fancy armor? That's part of it. Uh, She is the one stormtrooper whose armor actually fucking works. What the hell? That's because uh, her armor is actually the uh, hull from a cruiser. Oh. Well, maybe fucking take out some other fucking cruisers and apply it to the stormtroopers. Hux, Hux, uh, the senior, had had his, uh, when he escaped from uh, the Empire, used um, Palpatine's pleasure yacht to escape from, which was Naboo Chrome. Well, that makes sense. So yeah, so that so that. when he wrecked it and whatever, uh, Phasma made her own armor out of his. Out of his, her trophy. Yes. Okay. That is. That's. I, that, I mean, that's rad. That is badass. <laughs> uh, oh man. Okay, so because we're not, I mean, we're not close to being out of time, but we are uh, counting now. So I did <laughs> throw some stuff out there to the interwebs. Um, we got a comment from one person. Uh, Gibzilla on Instagram says her favorite part was Yoda, and he looked like Puppet Yoda and not that horrible CG Yoda, which hmm. I yeah. I agree. I did feel like for a second one of the close-ups, Yoda looked too like a newer puppet. And maybe it's just because they of the weird cue. Wa- the, the, the Force <laughs> washes you after, like, what, 60 years? Or well, however you know, long Luke's he, been alive. He paid extra for the force wash. He, yeah. he, he, <laughs> he paid extra for the force wash. Get the underbody coating. When you force ghost, you age backwards. 60 years on a shelf. <laughs> also, Yoda with the jokes, as always, yeah. dead on good. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's yeah. like, page turners, they were not. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, and, and I love the, the hint that Luke might not have actually read them. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, wait, what? When he goes, have you read them? He goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of like Luke, like it's like, like oh, you didn't do your homework, Luke. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you read the book. I mean, most of where the red fern grows. Mm. <laughs> okay, so Woosley was originally supposed to join us tonight, and he had, I think, some kind of medical thing or something. So, mm. um, so but he sent me uh, his thoughts. And he's like, Last Jedi looked great. I think a lot of us take Star Wars look and effects for granted, including Oscar voters. And he, uh, I want to go a little bit more into this. You know what? I'll save that one last. Uh, speaking of, uh, oh, wait a minute. No. Luke got some kick ass time. I'm changing his wording a bit. Otherwise, why bring him back? Does he just get to kick ass in between Jedi and now? And we don't really get to see it. I'm glad Leia got to use the Force because we didn't talk about yeah. I thought that was kind of laughable the first time I saw it. Just the way it looked, I thought there was a better way to shoot it. With necking, it seems because I felt like maybe it's just because I how they did Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy of just I, I, it, I, it was beautiful. It felt I, stiff. 
It felt a little stiff. Well, she was that. covered in ice. Yeah. Well, but I don't blame Carrie Fisher. It's Point. part of the because I, I feel like a lot of stuff that Ryan did good as a director. That scene was not one of them. I don't know why, but it just yeah. felt really cheesy. I didn't mind the stuff, the close-up where it shows her hand moving, but then the whole scene, it felt like Christopher Reeve Superman, oh, where all of a sudden yeah. she just goes, That was my problem with what, it. What, now, can you imagine if John Williams put in a note from that theme? Oh, my oh, God. Okay, <laughs> okay. It'd be over. It'd I be over. I, I think I said something to you it's about it, and you, I think again you were very tired. I, I thought it was you, but I was like, "Did you hear the, the jaw, a, a theme from Jaws?" I thought I said to you Friday, but I, I might. I'm not. sure it was not me. Me, okay. <laughs> I I don't know who the fuck I said it to. Then. Another theme he wrote. Well, no, yeah. I love Williams, but he's to that age now where you will hear a lot of some of his themes in different ways. Like, yeah. one of my favorite ones is uh, uh, Last Crusade. Is it's kind of like the Nazi dun 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 It's the one they're looking for the Grail. He puts that in episode one where the droid army is coming over the hill, and I was just like, I love this. This is great. Because at that point, I'm really just enjoying the music anyway. Yeah, so but but I I felt like it was the there was a music from when they're they're chasing the shark. Uh, with with the barrels, mm. something there's hints of that, and I just remember oh, like right. I was like, oh oh oh, Jaws theme, Jaws theme, well, not the theme. I'm sorry, Jaws music. But I I thought the music was amazing either way, and I was telling you guys beforehand, I I want to see it a third time so I can just focus on the music probably mm. a little bit more. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I was listening to the soundtrack I got in the car. Yeah, I I, I have I Apple Music, and so today. I was listening to the last. Well, in particular, I was like the Last Jedi, uh, the the final fight between Kylo and Luke. Yeah, like. I remember there being music up right when the, he starts blasting Luke to fucking shit with the AT-ATs. And then after that, when after they meet each other, I don't remember any music after that. I don't think so either. And so, and I feel like, and you can kind of hear it in the music because it goes The Last Jedi, then was it uh, Peace and Purpose? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just, but I feel like there, I was like, was there music during that? And so now I just want to pay attention to that because I feel that in itself is is kind of beautiful. If Luke is a Force ghost dead, this is Woozy comments again, it disappoints me from an old Star Wars fan perspective as an old man perspective as well. I feel we got cheated of more time between Han and Leia and Luke and Leia as mature adults and adult relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that mm-hmm. way too. I... Yeah. Also, if Luke is a force ghost, I hate this trend that's been going on since the Rocky movies uh, of killing beloved people to keep it interesting. Rocky 3, they killed Mickey. Rocky 4, they killed Apollo. Rocky 5, they killed Adrian. And almost actually every movie in Rocky, someone dies. Well, um, Adrian died in Balbo- Rocky Balboa, um, which sits off the movie. I think that they're using it for different purposes. I mean, in that oh, it true. was in that it was okay. We've run out of ideas. Let's kill someone. In this, they're clearing ground. Basically, yeah. they're clearing space for the new generation. And and I and they're doing it ceremonially almost. And, and I get that. I guess. Uh, well, touch on because that's it has something to do with Luke is what we was like. I'll get back to. Um, now he did say I did enjoy the new set of characters. I would like Poe to have more to do because I love Oscar Isaac and I really enjoyed the Finn Rose relationship and I love Rose. That's if you, the, if you want to have some fun, yeah. Follow her Instagram. Yes, yes, her it's pretty Instagram cool. Instagram is just, just fucking joy. It is. She amazing. is. What was it? She got interviewed the other night and she just started busting out in tears. She was so happy. Well, she was she was out having dinner with her friend, and someone the, the next table came in. And they'd all just seen Star Wars and were talking about it, not realizing who she was. Yeah. And of course, she doesn't look anything like mm-hmm. she was in there. Yeah. And so her friend just like snuck her phone and was like filming her. 
while their fr- while everyone else at the table next to him were talking, and she was just like. so finally she just had to get up and walked over to him she goes hi i'm rose (laughs) nice nice and sat down with him for like an hour wow uh says i didn't have a problem with her stopping finn either from finishing going into the cannon i still think his his death would have been fruitless like commodore decker in the doomsday machine which is a Mm -hmm. star trek reference crossing the streams yes uh that's like three technically really because that's a ghostbusters that is there speaking of deaths though what's his name Connolly, whatever the guy with the dreadnought. Oh, uh, yeah, I love. I always love when you give face. Yes, both times I saw it, I lost my shit when he sees that they're about to blow up from the bombers. Yeah, and his look on his face is just complete disgust and annoyance. Well, I feel it's like like the most British face you could ever see as someone is about to die. I I kind of think. I guess I'll just fucking die. (laughs) I I, kind of feel like it's the joke from uh, from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where the other potted plant's falling. It's like, oh no, not again. (laughs) It's that kind of like, yeah. But but yours is actually good too. It's like, oh, if I have to fucking die, fucking kill. Yeah, the battle after Snoke was killed was great, but I don't need to see another ultimate lightsaber battle or force battle. But if they, granted though, if they all end up like the battle after Snoke died, I also retract the statement. <laughs> uh, uh, and then he also said this is his favorite in the latest batch. Somewhere in between, somewhere in Sith Return in rankings for him, he is a prequel defender as well. Well. Sith Defender. It's harder than with the first two, but that's for another podcast. Now, the thing I did kind of skip over because we've not really talked about this and I hinted at it, which is didn't like Luke dying, though did he? Is he a Force Ghost or somewhere else? I mean, he's Luke Skywalker. He's the greatest, right? And first time I saw it, I was tearing up. Second time, I I, I sobbed. It was yeah, it was it was yeah. it was yeah. horrible. My my first time, I was like. Oh shit! Are they killing him? They're not killing him. Yeah. Oh good, he's not alive. He's wait, no, is he dead? Did he die? So, is he so here's and then the he faded to, away. Here's the clue to that: is that the first time Kylo and Ren meet, she's like, "How are you doing this?" Yep. Uh, because oh wait, you can't be doing this because if you're not that powerful, and even if so, you die. It's a, it's, you're, not it's so, a, you're not so powerful. The effort would kill you. The effort would yeah. kill you. Hmm. And so then I and and for him to put that much effort into like the gold chain mm-hmm. and going out there and lasting as long, I'm just like, oh. Which yeah, I, I, I'm curious if 3PO was about to spoil the whole thing and that's why he winked at him. Yes. That's okay. a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Mm-hmm. Well, but C3PO is a dick anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, that's Mr. Luke. And he winks at him. Like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I did love the. I think I think everyone loved the joke where he's like, Sir, the possibilities of you surviving yeah, this attack no. are three, two, no. two, no. two, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Actually, someone in the, in, in the second audience I saw was like, Yeah, shut the fuck up, C3PO. I was like, yeah. Oh, this is a 920 showing. And there were little kids right there and yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I saw it the first time, someone around me kept going, one, one, <laughs> one. one. And then he said it, and then it went, yes. It was like yeah. under their breath. Well, I don't know who it was, but someone was doing that under their breath near me. One of the things as far as the deaths go, yeah. uh, in both films, I um, I mean, everybody knows that uh, that Harrison Ford has wanted to die since oh, Empire yeah. in those films. Yes. But with both, I would say with both Han and Luke, I don't think they could have done better service to it. I think that if they yeah. were going to yeah. die for a purpose, then it was, it was a good one. That was the case. spark that reignited yeah. the rebellion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, and, and that's the thing, too. And then the beautiful... And at that point, I feel this is... It's kind of one of those things where I want Luke to live forever. And I, again, I agree with Woosley, which is mm-hmm. I, as a fa- someone who grew up with those, 
I want to see Han, Leia, and Luke go on yeah. adventures, and I want to see Young's felt Luke Skywalker as a Jedi yeah. badass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before even before he became soured by feeling the hatred in Kylo, and then going, "Why am I turning my lightsaber to kill him? I shouldn't do that. That's not the way of the Jedi." And he turns it off. Mm-hmm. You know, matter of fact, I feel it's like an extension of him in Return of the Jedi, where he looks at his hand. And the only difference is he didn't turn his lightsaber on. Or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he didn't turn it on as an act of aggression. He didn't just... Or actually, no, I think he did have it on, but he yeah, looked he at his hand, off. and then he just goes... The difference, though, is that you're turning it on as an act of aggression. It's not where it's already on, and you're fighting an, an unstoppable evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're thinking that, well, I can save Kylo, and then his hubris kind of failed. Well, his hubris was that he can turn it off and not get caught, and mm. kind of... Which is Luke's failure, kind of, which, again, point of the movie. But I... Oh man, and then but the fan service for me was they showed the two shots of the sun. Yeah, and then I was just like, oh, because the moment that Luke became Luke is when he looks at that sunset mm-hmm. on yeah. Tatooine, yeah. and I, I, it, it, it breaks so, my heart. So yeah. building on that, then like I know what obviously he's going for is there's going to be a death in the next one, probably. Well, or it do was going to out. It was going to be well. I think I think they're going to do a time jump. It's the I think only they thing have they, to. they have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it, this, this series needs a time jump. I feel like I feel like we need a time jump to see mm-hmm. well, where the first order because that that kind of feeds into the whole how much time passed between the last episode and this episode. Because look, I, I've worked in shipping. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I'm interested in where this is going. <laughs> waiting for the <laughs> to deploy, resupply. And oh, can, and get okay. entire starships, which are the size of s- planets across the galaxy, and loaded up, and yeah, it you know tra- people transferred, people moved around. Mm. You, there's a lot of logistical shit that had to get done. Yeah, and, and you can kind of forgive it in, in the in the original trilogy because it's like they've been mm-hmm. uh, they've been cooking for so long, mm-hmm. they have it well oiled. First order, I feel like is. They're actually in the throes of of an actual battle versus like slowly taking things over. It, it's mm-hmm. almost like in Europe where it's like, oh, we're getting resistance now from the United Forces. So how do we? Uh, or actually, it's probably even more World War One probably because the Germans didn't know how to fight on both fronts mm-hmm. well. So then they mm-hmm. started doing the meat grinder thing, which is mm-hmm. if we were going to die, we're not take you with us. Kind of thought yeah. process. That's a not little to historical. mention who the fuck is bankrolling these guys? I mean, how do they go from losing like a death ball? To um, you know, just being able to boop, just out there with their entire fleet. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, but shipping a, aside, you know. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's 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 true. I mean, and also like, where is Snoke during all? Like, why was Snoke just like watching the planet blow up and just yeah. be like, it's like that's my planet. Well, said he's on, and then it's like he never leaves his ship. So, right. but, but I mean, like, but where's the shipping context of that? Because now it's like now Snoke decides to show up because this time it's personal. No, no, no. Like the Emperor was on. Okay, that does leave a question why wasn't the emperor involved in the first death star mm-hmm. like i because in the second one but again it just could have been like no one's gonna stop me i'm fucking the emperor you could go into that it's his hubris that right. is also his downfall because in the second one it's like i can never be defeated skywalker mm-hmm. i would have joined blah 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 speaking of his throne ship did you see all the little notches on the back of it no mm-hmm. uh take a look at it there's all these notches on the back of his ship that coincide where a star destroyer could park hmm. and dock Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's Damn. that's why I love my production design. That's that's some cool stuff. I yeah. I don't want. By the way, uh, the one thing I think I might have said I was spoiled. 
I knew Luke was going to die because someone spoiled it for me, and what? and there, no, well, it pissed me off. It it did, but I was thinking about it was just making me cry, and in the movie there's a point where I'm like, these people are full of shit, and then it happened, and then. Well, it, I feel like that was one where it did go like you would think. I entirely expected him to die in this film. Yeah, it, the ATAT thing. I was like, what the. F- Fuck. And I was like, that's how Luke's actually I thought I was like, that's how fucking Luke Skywalker goes. I'm rage and and then mm-hmm. good but, like, feelings the smoke that you've been and you see, see him and you're there? like, oh. yeah. Yes. I, I wonder I mean, I wonder if Carrie hadn't finished filming if they would have I thought she was things. the last Jedi because mm-hmm. that's a reference I think from Return of the Jedi. He's like, you'll you'll survive. You'll be the you'll be a, a right. last Jedi long yeah. after me. And I was like, oh, is that a reference to Return of the Jedi? And then so technically she is now the last one because technically she's never fully embraced the Force right. like Luke has. So that could be again mm-hmm. the new Jedi could, would be led by her. And I thought. Because they said that like this is Luke's movie, the last movie was Han's, the last movie would have been Leia's, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. And I was gonna be nine nubs. For fuck's sake, it's Finn, Ray, and Jesus. Chewbacca just do a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it's gonna be the Solo movie, which they had a poster for at at Marcus. They had the it just said Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm hoping. That with Lando coming into the solo movie, that he shows up. I hope so. And that's it. This is how I want the next one to start: is I want a time jump. Yeah. And I want it to start with like the Falcon being chased. Okay. And Chewie's driving or whatever, and you know all the moves. and the and the Porgs. And the Porgs are on there because. And suddenly you hear. He's reading now. Yeah. You, and <laughs> Chewie growls or something. You hear like Lando yell in the background. Like, will you fix it? I'll fly or yeah, something. Mm, that would be. Oh, see, that that would be good. And then, but then, you know where they're going? Where they where they're having to escape to? It's Leia's funeral oh. on the Alderaan space station. Oh. And it's on Life Day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they know what day it is? Zuba, his kid, Zuba. one of his kids, is in canon now. Uh, oh, uh, Lando. Chewie. Oh, Chewie. Chewie has a kid in Aftermath in the third book. Wow. Um, Okay, we'll talk about, throw this out there real quick. Did anyone, I I feel like you might have been trapped. Did you not like the Porgs? I didn't mind the Porgs, actually. Okay, okay. I I, I actually didn't, I thought they were okay. I thought thought they they had Moxie. (laughs) Yeah, and and I didn't feel like they were overused, but I thought they were used just just enough. Yeah. Just moments of lightness in what would otherwise be a really heavy movie. I thought yeah. the Porgs would be more divisive for people, but it feels like the uh, the Farthings are. I've heard more people anti, you know, the horses. Oh, than, yeah, yeah, than, yeah. Than anti-Porg. Which, yeah, I don't. I, mm. I love the Porgs. I love, now, granted, those creatures, they felt like they were actually out of Harry Potter. Yeah. Not just the casino True. itself. I mean, those in particular looked like... The aliens in the casino looked like they were from Star Wars, but the scene felt like it was from Harry Potter, <laughs> like the way it was shot and whatever. Also, did anyone uh, catch the Joseph Gordon-Levitt cameo in the casino? He was the alien that was like, they can't park there. They can't park there. Why are they parking there? That's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, which I was like, that's rad. And was really? it, um, what's his face? Uh, Edgar Wright is oh, one of the Resistance fighters. I didn't see him. I saw Gareth Edwards because I was watching. I was yeah. like, that looks like Gar- Gareth Edwards is the director of Godzilla, but he also directed Rogue One. Okay. And Edgar so, Wright, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Okay. Um, and, and really good friends with Simon Pegg and mm-hmm. those guys. But 
the scene where the one general from Jedi, he, the big bushy white yeah. beard, goes out there, and that's the first clue that hey, pay attention to the sand because when you walk, yeah. there's a red footprint, mm-hmm. and they cut back to the two guys holding the guns, and are just like, it's salt. The other guy he's talking to is Gareth Edwards. I was like. Who is that? Is that Gareth? No. And then I was like, it's Gareth Edwards. Yay. Supposedly James Corden's in the movie somewhere as a stormtrooper. And and Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy. I was like, okay, Tom Hardy makes sense. Mm -hmm. Corden, bro, you can't fit into a stormtrooper. But I said, Mm -hmm. apparently it's just his voice. Um, Okay, it's like Kevin. It's like if I became a stormtrooper. It's very evidently (laughs) me as a stormtrooper. (laughs) I I mean, Corden is a little bit more svelte than I am. But come on, dude's gonna be yeah. very standout. It's like yeah. it's like a lineup of stormtroopers, and it's like it's gonna be you, buddy. Mm. <laughs> um, so I think you, you know Leia will have a snark for that little wide for a stormtrooper. Aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I loved the dialogue, and Carrie Fisher wrote some of the, yeah. the quips in the movie, in particular the one that's like, "Look, Leia, I just want to. I know I've changed my hair." That was a <laughs> Carrie Fisher original, and I was like, "Ah, oh, damn it, that's good." Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I just that actually yeah, the whole man such a I I enjoyed the movie. I really uh, did. I yeah. had problems with it, but uh, so I guess we're at the point now where we go we wrap it up, which is we'll ask the hard question. I'm gonna try to get you guys to tell me in the order where where do you think and let's say with the top four because I feel like it would be easier because at that point we'll be like we'll forget what movies we did this last time we started forgetting <laughs> movies and then when we did remember them we forgot the order we had them in aka I did Eric didn't but it's. So let's just keep it to four movies. What are our top four Star Wars movies? I'm gonna and if it does if it's it's okay if it's not on there. It's okay if it's not on there. Four. Okay. Five. Eight. Rogue One. Jedi. Oh he's three, gone. two, one. Well, yeah, he just he uh, went, he it, went uh, for, Force Awakens between Jedi and Three. Okay. Alright. Becky. <laughs> there you go. Oh. I'm really buying myself more time, so I'll go all last. Right. I, I, went, um, I went all. Yeah, you did, because you're, you're pimp, sir. You're pimp. That's why. Probably <laughs> my favorites would be 4 5, Rogue One, and then Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, for me, it's 5, 4, 6, Rogue One, and then Force Awakens, and this are tied for fifth. Okay. I'm the dude who always includes Return of the Jedi, then Empire, and then Rogue One, and then Force Awakens, and then I would then probably say Last Jedi. I I, I don't I Force Awakens. I I don't know why it's it's it just so New just Hope is that far down? Uh, kinda, yeah. See, for like I I, 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 mean, I, it's, I a, it's a weird thing. It's, it's the, and that's one of those things. Like for me, it's like to me, Empire is the better movie, but it's there because of everything that was set up in mm-hmm. A New Hope, and that's I why gotcha. I, that's, that's why I keep putting yeah. it. Yeah. That's why I, I've changed my order a couple years back to switch A New Hope to being first because of all it laid this you know <clears throat> samurai swashbucklers in World War Two in space. I I like me a Muppet. And so, but but look, all kidding aside, though, I for me the payoff, the emotional payoff is in Jedi. Like I know everything is built and, off. And of this that, is but Jedi before the extra musical number, correct? I prefer it. <laughs> I well, here's the thing. One, okay. two, three, rah! Okay, but, but here's the thing that was added in the the first special edition, not the second Blu-ray special edition. So I fucking refuse to watch the Blu-ray special edition because I hate the no. Yeah, I understand so that you're trying to make it make sense with Return Revenge of the Sith, where apparently Anakin likes to say no a lot, but you completely ruin that scene. The yes. the emotion like it's actually one of the few times that 
I think Lucas nailed the direct. Okay, supposedly Lucas directed Return of the Jedi, even though he didn't. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of like Spielberg directed Poltergeist, even though Tom Hooper did. I feel it's the. You mean well, Tom Hooper directed uh, Poltergeist, but really Spielberg did? Right. Hmm. Well, okay. supposedly Lucas would visit the set and wasn't happy what the director of Jedi was doing, and so eventually just became, "I want you to do this," and the director's like, "Okay, do this." Yeah. That's how hmm. I've heard. And I've heard Spielberg kind of the same thing, so the imagery of just like father please help me and it's just silently and just from the mask you can see with the lightning flashes you can almost kind of see Vader going alright I'm going to save my son and just turn and there's nothing set and the Blu-ray version of the special edition which has the fucking horrible musical number I don't love it but it has that I would rather watch the special edition with the musical number than with the no I, 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 I can't take it because also if I'm right behind you and I go no! And you're just go what? And just start turning around shooting me right away and then I won't be able to pick you up and throw you. It, it's, does, it's, does he actually do the full-on where's Padme? No. Yes. Basically. Oh, you yeah, basically. Me. Like, literally, it's like if I'm if it's, my back's to you it. and it's like... Uh, and all of a sudden you go... Da, da, no! <laughs> and I'm like... During that whole thing because it's like a slow but up because it goes no and then it goes... Dun, dun, dun. That whole time, Palpatine would be like, What are you doing, Vader? <laughs> just shooting him right in the face, and then his face is fried, and he's dead. What and do you mean, no? <laughs> yeah, and then, Luke, and then Luke dies. And that's exactly what we need, a recall to one of the absolute worst moments in all of Star Wars history. Uh, you hate it. Yeah, but he loves doubling down on, on the worst moments. I, I do. I... No, I meant I meant Lucas. Yeah, Lucas with the special editions. I thought you were calling Return of Jedi I, bad. Oh no, 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 no! I, I, no, no, no. Where's Padme? No. Oh no, that part is just That's, got awful horrible. Yeah. The music fucking saves that. Every time I start watching that scene, I just then if I do watch that movie, I'll just listen to the soundtrack of that, where <laughs> the music says everything. And oh, okay. Then and if you think you're saved by them cutting to Padme, then you hear that weird fucking Zuba Zuba, <laughs> and they save the fucking babies weird and then it's like <laughs> she died of a broken heart obi-wan yoda and i'm like fuck you fuck that <laughs> what no i i don't know there, that, that, i have yeah. prom- i have anger issues with that one because <laughs> i thought we all I, do i think yeah. sith is the better one of the three but then it's when you get to that stuff it's I not just, saying much i know everyone has got a few moments yeah uh, well, I will always say, if least. you're going to mimic Carrie Fisher doing anything, doing Christopher Reeve Superman's not a bad thing to do mm-hmm. <laughs> in comparison to, you know, the Zuba Zuba, she died of a broken heart thing. If you're going to add another soundtrack into it, Krypton Fanfare is hardly the worst thing. That, <laughs> is, that is true. Is that what the track is called? The that's fanfare. the big fanfare part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's cool. All right. Well, that was our episode for Star Wars Last Jedi. Thank you all for listening, and this is probably the last episode for the year, and then I'll be back probably in February. So uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Get out of here without... Jeez! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you show up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place!